You are listening to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss our RC adventures. If you're new to park flying, then thanks for joining us. And if you're already a pro, then welcome back. 2017 brings Season 2 of our show, and as always, we welcome any topics or suggestions that you might have. We have a great show today, so let's get started. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of the new RC Flyer. Join your hosts, Michael and Jay, as they take flight at the park. Now on with the show. Hey everybody, welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast Studio. I'm Michael, and joining me is my co-host, Jay and the AK. Well, it's the new year, and we have some great shows planned for this season. Today we're talking about flying for the blind. No, Jay, I'm not talking about blind pilots. I'm talking about how hard it is to see your aircraft. Well, you know, you, you stop me before I can even have a good comment. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, okay. Well, let's hear your your uh, your retort. Uh, well, you can't. You just can't put me I, like a, like I'm a clown. Perform, clown. Perform for me right now. It just doesn't work you're, that way. It flows. You're it's, a marionette. <laughs> it has to flow, man. It just comes from the I source and wells forth. So you're talking about blind people flying, right? No, no. Right. We're not talking about blind people flying. No, one of the things that, uh, you know, I, ha- I have some GWS aircraft, and they come out totally white. They're, they're just no power systems. Uh, there's some kits that I had from way back when. And, of course, I get in there and airbrush them all. But it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just that you can put the model together and leave it all white. I know that there have been times in the past, and you and I both had uh, incidences where we've had people that show up and they have a totally white airplane or a totally gray airplane, and there's no color on the airplane at all. Yes. As a result, I can barely see it when I fly it. And once again, being that some of our our listeners are uh, about our age, some things have been happening with my eyesight. Uh, I don't see yes. as acutely as I used to. My my vision, my 2015 vision is now 2014. <laughs> so I have to. Well, I'm sorry, I was the other yeah, way around. I think right? it's 20, the other, yeah, 2015. Now it goes to 2020. I guess. Yeah, and I think you have to add another digit onto that. So yeah, it's not- <laughs> I can't see as well as I used to. I have to wear glasses. It's just a fact. Unfortunately, unfortunately, it is. But uh, yeah, you're, it's it's amazing how once again a model looks great when you're looking at it close up, and how far away it gets in just thirty seconds or ten seconds of flying. Or it, it can happen fast, yeah, really fast, and that, or or like you said, it's that kind of grayish day, and you fly out two mistakes high, and then all of a sudden it poof, it's gone. It's a stealth aircraft. It's an F twenty two. It's amazing. Well, it was amazing the other day because uh, I was at the park and I was flying with the guys and uh, one of the guys brought his glider out and it's a very thin wind, uh, kind of like a hotliner glider. Okay. And we were talking about it because when he went to go launch it, he was going from left to right, right to left. And as he started to turn, the whole profile of the glider disappeared. I mean, you could, you couldn't even see it anymore. It was, use the false loop. you know, I mean, it was just, (laughs) It, it literally it disappeared, and, and hopefully you've put the right control inputs. You don't panic, and the airplane should be doing what you told it to do. As a result, it came back around, and Richard's the guy's name. He made a comment and said, wow, the profile on this thing, it disappeared for a little bit. It's hard to see whether it's coming or going. So today I wanted to kind of talk about what are some of the things we can do to make our airplanes more visible in the air and how we can kind of go about helping the new park flyer or just some of the other guys out there. We don't really have to talk about the new park flyers, but we can talk about park flying and how to make our airplanes more visible. I will tell you that one of the guys in the park has a little trainer airplane that is a beautiful lime green. (laughs) Is it a fluorescent lime green or is it just lime green? Yes. Okay. No, it's a fluorescent lime green. Uh, It's a lime green and white, and you can see that thing forever i mean he can get as far away as he needs to with that thing and you can still see it i will say though that it's all lime green and sometimes if it gets far enough away it's just a big green blob if he comes back out there next time we'll put some black stripes or something on the bottom of it but the good news is is that was one of the things that he complained about with the little white profile foamies 
he would fly them out and he couldn't see them very well. And he wanted something that had a little higher visibility. Uh, I know that you and I have wings. We, we fly those uh, tough wings. Love them. I know they are awesome. They were very difficult to see going a hundred miles an hour. So we have some bright colors, uh, pink and, and green or I will say my, mine, mine is fabulous. <laughs> it is very colorful and festive. Yes, yours is now. I think you put a Alaskan flag or something. Yeah, it's on it, Alaskan flag, and I for the stars, I cut out a little holographic paper and put it on there, so it sparkles, and it's just <laughs> like I said, I, I raid my wife's uh, her closet for all her festive stuff for her crest stuff. So it's we're talking sprinkles and sparkles. It's wonderful. That's one of the one of the things we talked about in one of the other podcasts last uh, year. Actually, was that. There's the tape. You mentioned the tape that you could go yes. get uh, really cheap tape. And some of those tapes have what you just described as a sparkle to them or some sort of reflective quality. Duct tape guys made it. It was all sparkle. Oh, yeah, yeah. They make a holographic uh, film yes. too. Yeah. Mine had stars on it and stripes. It had little prisms on it. So I cut some of those in some shapes and I put them on the bottom of the wing. Sure enough, when that thing went skyward, it basically sparkled every time it it flipped around right and, it would give I you a strobe what, it would like yeah strobe it would give a strobe rolling it really quickly yeah and i i could see which was the bottom and which was the top because it was strobing at me that means i was looking at the bottom and if it wasn't strobing at me i was looking at the top and i had a big black two big you know black uh stripes, stripes down the the edge of it to kind of keep me uh oriented that's uh really important once again you know we talk i, I fly at the park and we talk about some of the guys that we fly with and Phil, great guy, great builder, brought an F-18 out and it was all gray and it looked really cool. And it had dark blue fins. The day came that we needed a maiden, the thing. And sure enough, wouldn't you know here in Arizona, it just happened to be overcast. an actual cloudy day. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know they're pretty rare. When we launched that thing, it was really cool down low, but when I got it up into the cloud deck, it was very difficult to see, and I could not see if it was upright or inverted. I had to fly once again by the force, Luke. Well, you, you bring up a couple of good points. Uh, I have done this a couple of times myself, and when you're talking about somebody who's building a plane or you're just going out to maiden a plane, it may come with stickers or it may come with something, or, or you could paint it later on, or you could do some of the taping that we're talking about, but I don't know how many times – Myself or other people have shown up to just to make, I just want to made in the plane to make sure it flies first and then I'll finish making it look beautiful. And that's the biggest mistake you can do <laughs> because oh, yeah. when things go wrong, it's going to be on the maiden, right? That's when you, you have the ailerons on, you know, configured backwards or, you know, it's way out of the trim or the CG's totally off. That's when you're going to get it up so high and then you lose it and that and you don't have good control of it. I don't know how many times I've done that. And you just got to take the time, take the extra five minutes, put something on the plane so you can tell the top from the bottom. You're an idiot. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> I've been told many times. <laughs> well, I, I agree with that. There's uh, nothing wrong with putting a little color on there. And, and you have some interesting stuff at your place, the, um, the tape that you right. have. So I have, like I said, I think during the Christmas episode, one of the things I got from my wife and the kids, they would send, they'd give me a whole bunch of, um, not like the big rolls of duct tape, the little small rolls and they're decorative and they come in all sorts of colors and shapes and, and sizes. And then I got a good deal on this. It's very thin tape. I, I don't know exactly what it's used for. It's, it's like almost packing like packing tape. tape. Yeah, it has the same consistency yeah. as packing tape. But it comes in all sorts of colors from purple to blue. You know, it's just solid colors. And you can get it in the size of like a full size, like I guess that's two and a half inch roll, wide roll. And then you can get it in a narrow, right. like maybe I think it's like a half an inch uh, wide roll. And so I just got a like a hodgepodge of colors of those things. So either I could use it to tape or line off to make stripes to, you know, you can do all sorts of stuff with it. And in fact, I think one of the last times you came up, we did a really good tape, tape job on um, Alaska Mike's, uh, one of his aircraft. And we took it from just being a plain Jane aircraft to being something that was very visible in the sky. Yeah, it just takes a little bit of ingenuity. I think it was his Phoenix 2000. 
that yes. we uh, yes. got, and he he did he put a sticker on the back of it, I think, and it was majority of it was just pure white. Uh, didn't have any decorations on it. I think it may have had one stripe on the on the end of it that was kind of narrow. But uh, yeah, you turned me loose with that tape, and you said, "Here you go." And I just had to kind of think about it, what I wanted, you know, in my head, and I uh, just started laying tape down on that thing and it didn't make it weigh anymore, but it, it definitely made a pattern that was more visible in the air. And that tape is thin enough that you can lay some down, kind of take your hobby knife and kind of cut a, a little pattern or whatever out of it. Right. So, so why don't you tell the listening audience, like what just the basic technique for laying the tape down? Was there anything special that we had to do prior? Uh, That was, uh, you know, EPO foam. I didn't, I didn't really have to do anything any preparation prior to it. I just had to kind of lay out the colors and decide what it was that I wanted. A good way to design the airplane is to go online and look at some of the real aircraft that are out there. And that kind of gives you an idea of something that you might be interested in. And then you just, you just kind of start with it. What I always do is start from the root and move out because I can always cut the tape kind of, you know, to round the outside of the wings but I use the majority of the width of the tape at the root because that's your widest, widest part right. of the airplane. Well, I was going to say, before we even start there, one of the first things I would tell our audience what you have to do to your plane is you have to wipe it down. You get off all the dog hair oh, that's or true. ferret hair or any other kind <laughs> of stuff. Uh, just get some rubbing alcohol. Just rub the whole plane down. And one thing that a lot of people forget, even when you're applying the stickers that may come with the plane – that a lot of times the plane comes out of the air, you know, when they, when they make it, it comes out of the mold. Well, they put releasing agent inside the mold, inject the foam. Right. That releasing agent is still on the plane and you go to put on a sticker or you spend, you know, you spend a half an hour, an hour doing a beautiful tape job only to have it, you know, fly off when you do a high speed pass and you go, what, what happened? Why is all this tape fluttering in the sky? <laughs> it makes, it good, makes streamers. good streamers, but, uh, you know, uh, there goes, you know, there goes your afternoon of doing a great job. So first thing, first things That's first, true. wipe the plane down with some alcohol or some sort of cleaning agent and get that greasy. It's not really greasy, but you know, you just get that releasing agent off of the plane until it feels nice and dry or, you know, you'll feel the difference between the two when you, when you, when you, feel yeah, it. luckily uh, Mike had already done that for his airplane, I think, cause I didn't have any problems with the tape not sticking, but right. you would know as soon as you put the tape on it, it comes right back off. It doesn't adhere. It doesn't adhere. Very now well. the neat part about that tape is you, let's say you're, you're laying it out and you're starting from the root, like you said, but you don't lay it right. Let's say it's, you know, you off kilter. It's supposed to be 35 degrees, but you know, you put it on 45 degrees. You can pull the tape, back off and relay it back down uh it depends on on how much you laid down if i laid down the whole two meters of wing i I don't know if i could pull the entire two meters back off but normally i just lay the the edge of the tape down or i actually stretch out enough tape just like you would put it on a box that's the best way i can describe it because we're not really there's no video associated with this but you can stretch out the tape and then just lay it flat and then run your hand over it and then i just keep it on the roll lay my hand on the tape and then just smooth it as I go. So if you lay down just like an edge or just a little bit of the tape first, you don't try to put it all like adhered all at once. Right. You just kind of put the edges down, make sure they're all lined up. And then if you have to lift that up, that's that will come up. But if you like lay it all down, that's, and you pull it up, then, you know, then it's that pretty much ruins. Yeah. The Cause tape, the tape is real thin. Is so it folds over on itself pretty easily. Uh, I, I, am okay. not, I mean, you can be aggressive with it, but at the same time, you just got to be careful cause you don't want the tape folding over itself because then it's kind of hard to, to get it, you know, to pull it apart. If it does fold over, just pull it off, start over. Or if you get it, you know, to where a point that you're at the very end of it, then just make a, make a change in the direction, a geometric, a geometric pattern change, and you should be okay. Or change to a different color. Do you cut it with like scissors or do you use an X-Acto knife? How, what's your I like using like scissors use? just because they're – the X-Acto knife sometimes if you start to cut it and there's tension on the tape, it will actually split. So you may not get a clean cut oh. across it. Uh, so if you use scissors, you can just snip it right across. Sometimes I've torn it. It depends. I've If I've come out farther than the wingtip or I came off of the, the unit itself, I'll use a knife. And then I'll go back in there and just kind of draw a line through the foam, just kind of cut it and 
I can't get my scissors close enough to the yeah, foam, I, I'll use an X-Acto knife. Yeah, it de- it, like I said, for me, it depends on the model or how much room I have. But yeah, I like to use the scissors. But once again, I, I find that I have to leave that bottle of rubbing alcohol nearby and I get a little cotton ball and I get it soaked with some alcohol. And, and as I'm cutting by like, say like the fifth cup, I notice that the glue from the tape starts getting on the uh, right. scissors and it's, they start dragging. And, I, and so I just, I have to wipe it with the alcohol. Yeah. They won't make a clean cut at that point. Okay. Very neat. The, the tape is a really good idea. It, uh, you know, basically the tape, can it comes in multiple colors you can get it from hobby king or from the store or from multitude of different places and and the hardest part is just being able to come up with some sort of a geometric pattern or some sort of a, a design that will allow your airplane to be seen in the air and some of the things that uh, when whenever i set up an airplane if it's not already set up out of the box you know has all the the graphics and everything on it out of the box if it comes just plain with a little sticker sheet, they're not, they're not as good as what I would like to, you know, what I would like. And so the tape is a really good idea. Okay. I know that you had a whole bunch and we used a, bu- uh, a lot of tape up there when I, when I was at your place, I think you had a, a high speed glider that was carbon fiber or uh, some sort of a carbon fiber that we actually put orange tape and we put different angles. You know, we put two at a 45, we put on the other side, two that are right. at a 90. And that way when it's flying by, you can actually see, well, if it's the 90 side, I know it's the left wing. If it's the 45 side, I know it's the right wing. If I'm seeing orange, I know it's upside. I know I'm looking at the bottom. If I see black or purple, I know it's on the top. So you're you're trying to get it to look at the right direction. The thing that's interesting to to kind of visualize or think about, you know, if we have a very large glider, we may have a very simple pattern as just having two or three wide dark colored stripes on the bottom of it. Like, you know, we may keep the, you know, the wing may be white and we may just put two or three large black stripes. And it's amazing up in the sky, like where you live in Arizona, where you have how many conti- contiguous days of a lot, daylight, I mean, not daylight, but of clear a lot. Right. So it's out of 365, it's like 345 days of cloudless days. Well, there, you know, having a white wing against the blue sky and then having a dark color on the wing, I mean, you can see it from a long ways away. But here where I live in Alaska, okay, so we have a lot of cloudy days. So having wing that is all white, doesn't that doesn't show up as well. So I've inversed mine. I will have where I'll put, I'll have the whole wing black and then I'll just use the, you know, I'll, I'll tape it out so that the the white of the model of, you know, the model of the wing will come out through there. And that really shows up really well, having a dark wing against the a white sky. You have to really think about a little bit about your area of what, how your skies are. If I was in England, as opposed to being where you are in the, in the desert. So, uh, yeah. Just That's true. Fun. I mean, in the desert, I try to stay away from the, uh, from the brown tapes and the green tapes and the desert colored tapes. I like the more vibrant tapes because that way if it goes down in the desert, I can actually see it. I guess in your area, it would be painting it to look like a, a big pine tree probably wouldn't be very good. No. So you know, white a white plane during the summer is great, but being that we have uh, eight to nine months of winter, uh, I try to paint my plane or, or, or model a color that when it hits the ground, it's sitting against against the snow. So it's, I want something that's going to pop. So here, fluorescent colors are wonderful. And actually, it's quite beautiful when they're, you're going against the white background to have a fluorescent colored plane. It just really, it just stands out. It just really glows. You just have to get out and experiment. That's true. The The main thing, too, is is that we want to make sure that our lines are are giving us the correct information. Because sometimes we can't see the actual airplane itself, but we might be able to see the markings on the aircraft. So, therefore, if I put a line going left and right as opposed to up and down, so I'm I'm going with the fuselage. Now, whenever I pull vertical or I'm flying by, I can see the direction that the airplane's flying by basically these marks. So I try to do it where the lines, the the big fat lines that go across the wing, they're going with the fuselage. And then anything on the top goes away from the fuselage. So that way, if I'm looking at the bottom of the airplane, I know which direction it's going. And I try to go from maybe a, a narrow 
to a wide at the back so that it kind of makes an arrow pointing in the right direction. In the direction you're flying. Right. So that way I always know what direction I'm flying. So if I was a new guy or, or if I was helping a new guy set up a brand new airplane that was totally white and I could either paint or put tape on it, I would actually create an arrow look. And I, I think I might have done that for one of Mike's maybe, but I, I put an arrow on the far side of the wing that showed, hey, this is forward. That way, if the arrow is pointing towards the ground, I know I better do something. I can't just continue to let it go down. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I need to pull back up. Do you find that you end up doing very similar patterns for all your planes, or do you do something totally different? And I try to do something totally different, but the problem that you run into, uh, in my case, I, I have a product called Frog Tape. Are you familiar with Frog Tape? Yeah, that's uh, a painter's, like a painter's uh, tape, like a blue... No, it's green. It's a green tape. It's yellow, it's actually. Tape. And you are uh, actually you are correct. Oh, okay. The frog tape is green for the just the straight type of frog tape. But frog tape actually puts out three different patterns for painting, and they're yellow. One of them is a diamond shape. One of them is a okay. like a curve. It's like a wa- a sine wave kind of look. It's a wave. Uh, the other the other one's like a zigzag pattern. Oh, I, okay. It's it's called. Uh, it's not a mask. It's frisk. They call it a frisk tape or something. Uh, something like because that. It has but a the, pattern, I, I right? can put a link on our show notes. I'll put a link of what the frog tape is. But I have several of okay. those. And so as a result, I lay it out. And then I, I'm a painter. You know, I have an airbrush and I can airbrush some stuff. And, yes, you know, I've, you I've been told that it doesn't look too bad, I guess. But the the spray paint, you know, you you – you got to be careful what kind of paint you're using on your foam. You want to use a water-based acrylic. What I do is I lay this tape out, and then I'll paint, and then I'll pull the tape off. So it it, it, got, it gives me a pattern already. The point being is that I have three of those, so I have to kind of be free about how I put them in there. So I, I try to find something that I like, and then if I can use those particular patterns, sometimes you might see the same pattern. It won't be in the same direction. I don't make every airplane look the same but i can put this little sine wave uh, my glider actually you, you've seen my glider the front part of it the the leading edge yeah. is all red and then towards the the middle of the wing is that sine wave frog tape that i laid out the whole length of the uh, basically of the wing and then when i airbrushed all that paint on there it made like a little pattern and then i took the other tape and laid it down and made a stripe just a flat out yellow stripe so it's red yellow white it's got some black graphics on it, and it, it it's easy to see in the air. I actually took the stickers that were in there, laid them on a piece of frisket film, I think is what you're trying That's to the word, uh, frisket say film. earlier. That's it. Yeah, the frisket film, which you can actually buy, uh, buy at the store. It, it is an airbrushing tool, but it's a little heavier. It's almost like a card stock, but it's clear. You can see through it. And so you can lay the – I laid the stickers out on it, and then I just cut the stickers out. So I cut the pattern out. Those of you that are familiar with the Phoenix 2000 know that it had some flames on it that were kind of tribal looking. I just laid that sticker down, and then on the frisket film, I cut it out. Then I took the frisket film, which was now a, like a stencil, yeah, template and I just airbrushed. Thing. Yeah, I just airbrushed it on in the same colors. I was able to put, you know, a little dark black on one side and make a shadow, and so it stands up a little bit better. And it worked a little better than just having the, you know, the sticker stuck on the on the foam. Yeah, I I really like how that the look of that. I know for myself, I I don't do things exactly the same, but I do try to be consistent. And what I mean by that is, if I put stripes on the bottom of the plane, I may put them on both sides. Okay, that's fine. Whether I put one, two, three, five, whatever. But if I just do one wing, sometimes I just put stripes on one wing. Well, then I try to put it on the right wing all the time. Why the right? I don't know. Oh, I see what you're saying. That makes sense because now you have every airplane has the stripes on the same side right. so that you're not confused. So it doesn't gets up in the air. Exactly. So right. like you said, I, I don't want to be flying by. And if I have five on the right side and I did one on the left side, <laughs> that one plane's going to end up in a ditch somewhere because <laughs> I'm going to get confused. Right. So I just, right. I just try to be consistent that way. I may put the stripes on the top, may put them on the bottom, but you know what I mean? I just try to, I just try to do some things consistently. Other than I'm pretty free with uh, the taping job or how I tape something or how I do something. Now, like you said, you're 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 the you're definitely the paint guy. Where I may be the tape guy, you're the paint guy. So, <clears throat> once again, for a new guy 
painting, what types of things, like I got a can, I got a rattle can of paint. So do I just run up there and start painting the plane or? <laughs> well, it depends on if you want to see your airplane the next morning or not. I, I wouldn't just grab a rattle can from, uh, from off the shelf at Home Depot or Lowe's or wherever and start spraying your foam. The propellant inside that is not very conducive it, to foam. So it, it's it the will propellant, melt your foam. It's not the paint, right? So I, like an enamel paint won't melt the plane or a water-based plane, you know, is it, so it's not the paint, it's the propellant that does it. Yeah, normally it's the propellant. So you could actually, unfortunately, it wastes a lot of paint. A rattle can is meant to be sprayed fairly close to whatever the subject is. If you were to spray something, you'd want it to be three or four or four inches maybe from the from the product, and then you would lay out this big spray of paint. Well, if you do that to your foam aircraft, it, you're probably going to melt it. It's probably going to melt. You always want to use acrylic gotcha. on your airplanes. So if you can use the water-based acrylic, the water-based acrylic does come in a spray can, but you really have to look for it because it's not common uh, just at the big home stores. The one at the home stores are usually an enamel product, and it usually has a, a real heavy propellant. If you get real close to your foam and you spray it on there, it probably will melt the foam. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I, it just reminded me of uh, just uh, one of one of the guys I fly with where, you know, where I always say less is more, his is more is more. And um, <laughs> oh, right. he would get, uh, you know, whether it's painting a plane, well, I, well, I tried to empty the whole can on the plane. He'd hold it like two <laughs> inches from the plane. It would just be melting holes in it. And it would, it's yeah. just a funny story that just reminded me of. Anyway, I'm sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Keep going. No, no, no. You're good. It's uh, But but what I'm saying is, is that if you wanted to use the rattle can, you could do that. Now, I will tell you, if I'm going to use the oil-based enamel or what's in the rattle can, that enamel product, you can use it on your foam. But you need to prepare your foam for that for that enamel uh, paint. Like, like how? What, what do you, you got to do for that? So we've mentioned earlier about using Minwax, the polycrylic. Oh, yeah. You can, you can use the polycrylic, and you can actually put it on your foam airplane. Just paint your whole airplane at what's white, and it's clear. So I mean, the airplane's white, and the polycrylic is clear. So just spread, you know, just flap it all over there. Make it nice and, you know, thick. It'll mostly evaporate. evaporate and then it will leave a coating on the foam itself. Now you can actually use that paint. So I'm going to paint this stuff on and then let it dry. And then after it dries, I can go ahead and paint it with anything that I want after that? Yes, wow. that is correct. It's almost like fiberglass. So it is fiberglassing. But you can actually just spray paint it over there. But the nice part about putting the Minwax on is by putting that on, it, it helps prevent that. Because now you have a coating to stop that is the correct. propellant. Okay, neat. That's correct. Now, having said all that, you can get a little closer to your your airplane now so that you're laying down more paint. If all I had was enamel, and some of those, I had some tester stuff that had enamel, and I needed to use it up, so I did use it on one of my foam airplanes. But you really have to get about six to eight inches away from your foam. And by doing that, you are laying down such a thin coat, and it is just basically you're losing half of your paint into the atmosphere, you know, which I'm sure the EPA is probably going to come down on us on this <laughs> one for spraying that. Pull over. Spraying in the air. But the point is, is that you have to use a lot more because in order to get it to lay down, you're laying the paint down as it's kind of drifting over to it. You get a lot of overspray everywhere. I know, I know you used to, when I was starting to paint, and I'd ask you for advice and stuff. You know, you'd always say, you know, you have to put down a very light coat and you're going to have to put down multiple coats in order to get it work. And I think a lot of people, like if they're used to painting with a, you know, with a, with a rattle can, you just cover it in one shot. You know, that was one of those mistakes a lot of beginners go because you just want to get it done. And, and to really do a good job, you have to do multiple coat light coats before you can actually start laying down a thicker coat. And a lot of people don't want to do that. That's why after a while they get a little frustrated because it takes some time to do this. It does. If you're going to paint your product, I think that's the difference between, you know, your tape usage and my paint is that if I'm painting something, honestly, my A4 is still in the process of being painted. Right. I've had that thing for what, two months now. So I, I constantly, you know, go in there and paint just a little bit on it, let it dry, try to figure it out, see what it's doing. So it is a project. If I wanted to go fly it today, it'd be very difficult. 
Uh, I have an F-15 that's in the process of being painted as well. Both of those airplanes, you're like, man, hurry up and get done with them. But the difference is when I get done with it, it will look just like the real airplane. Right, right. There's definitely a there's definitely a with a, a quality uh, issue, not an issue, but you know what I mean. It, it's you're going to see the difference between a tape plane, which basically are, it's in a blocked. I have it. It's red, green, yellow. That's it. Where, like you said, your F-15, it's camouflaged. There's shading, panel lines. There's right, a lot that more detail. Correct. That's the word I was looking for. There's a lot more detail in in the aircraft, and you can see it. For just like you said, a bashing airplane or a plane you're just learning on or you just want to be able to see it, you, you can't beat the speed of tape, even though you can do some really good tape jobs. <laughs> it's the speed of tape. Yes, you can't beat the speed of tape. <laughs> That's pretty funny. We'll have funny. to need a T-shirt like says that. Yes. Well, we can actually put a, a probably a picture or two. I'll, I'll see okay. if I can take yeah. a photo and, and put one on there if you've got one of the of your taped, one of the jobs that we did up there with a taped it. But you can kind of see the difference in the two. The uh, the main thing is is that you just have to be creative, and you got to get those creative juices flowing. And uh, anytime that I do that, it's to Google. Let's go, you know. And <laughs> it, we can uh, run over there and just look at all the images of whatever airplanes. There were several that I've seen that I'm like, oh, I really like that. Or in the case of the A4, I was looking all over for it because there's like so many different squadrons for this A4. It's an EDF, and I was looking for some kind of a paint. I kind of really felt for the Australian Navy. Right. And maybe it's because we just went to Australia. I was just, you know, there this year, or actually last year, I guess. It's already the new year. But uh, I was just there last year, and it was kind of cool to be down under. And I thought, well, this will pay tribute to those guys. I liked the, the the duck egg blue and the gray, and I liked the way it looked on their A4s. They had A4s in their squadron. So it was able to go ahead and find the two paint colors and mix them up and then make the camouflage right now. It's, it's in the process still, but uh, you can see what I'm talking about. If you saw it, you'd see it's very detailed. Yeah. I, I was really, well, another thing that just came to mind. Um, another reason what you probably want to do this, or at least, you know, for me, a taping job is it does add a layer of protection to your aircraft as where, you know, from just the, the wear and tear of handling it every day, or you land and you get a tip strike or you, you know, you're doing something uh, like where you live in the desert, you know, you're constantly hitting the ground, scraping against the ground. And by taping, it just helps protect the plane a little bit longer. Even though it's that thin, it's a thin tape. It does, it does add some protection to it. That's true. Your wing, you totally taped your whole wing, I think. Yeah. It, it, well, that one's uh, the, my latest tough wing is uh, that's a little overbuilt. So it's not only taped, <laughs> it has a laminate film on it. it it's right. <laughs> and I fiberglassed it. So it's, it's a little overbuilt, um, yeah, a little overboard. Overkill, Went a little overboard on that one, but it it flies like a dream as long as you keep it fast. So that's right. It, uh, but I mean, even I've seen it uh, where it's bounced off the ground and you've landed in gravel. Kind of, you, know, you actually landed on the uh, paved runway, yeah. I think, skidded it to stop, and it and the tape did just fine. So uh, important to be able to see your airplane though, as it gets away from you. you you can lose it pretty quickly. No, absolutely. If, if and you're not. And once again, people, uh, some people put things on there and they go, Hey, I, I put some color on my plane and they may just put just one little stripe or just one little piece of tape or just something. And really the more, this is to go where I always say less is more, but this is where more is more. There's the, the more tape you put on something or the more color you put on something or the bigger graphic, you know, somebody may put like, let's say they're using the holographic paper and they may put out a, they cut out a star, they cut out a little something, and it looks great when you're holding it in your hands. But you know, if you put it down and walk back thirty feet, can you even see it? Does it even show up? And that's one of the things you really have to kind of think about how big you want to make something on your aircraft. That's a good idea. If you if you use tape or you you put some sort of a pattern on your airplane, go stick it at the end of your driveway, walk back up to the top of it, and look and see if you can actually see it. Because I've seen guys that put maybe a quarter inch piece of tape, just a stripe. They paint a quarter stripe or they put a little something on there. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's you're never you're not going to see that when it gets in the air. It totally disappears. I mean, the the larger whatever color around that little stripe just totally envelops it. Or they they may just use one stripe, one stripe, and, and, you know, really they could use eight. And then you can see it better when there's eight stripes as opposed to one stripe. Yeah, I think my uh, two and a half meter glider has stripes that are probably about four inches wide. Right. 
in order to see them. Right. So there's there's a little little space about th- three inches of white, four inches of blue, three inches of white, four inches. Right, of blue, and it's a two meter wing. Just so everybody knows, it's a two meter wing. So he has lots of real estate to yeah. do that. Right, but when you when it's flying, you can see that, and you can definitely see the wing and and uh, because it's dark on the bottom when it banks and the top has that red and yellow on it. I can definitely tell where the bottom is versus where the top is. I can see, you know, what direction it's going because I know that, uh, you know, the the stripes go with the with the airplane. Yeah, and so it, and, it and you don't have to better. spend a lot of time on this. If you just want to get out there and do something quick, it could be as simple as having a darker color on the bottom of the plane, and you can leave the top of the plane white with whatever stickers it came with. Just by painting the the bottom of the plane black or a darker color, then you know that. The bottom of the plane is dark. That's, you know, that's the bottom and the top of the plane is light and you're good. By doing that, that's really all, enough for somebody to see your plane, you know, out of distance. Well, I know when I was doing the the blue core stuff, I I would give a box of Sharpies to the kids and say, <laughs> yes, here you go, color on I remember them. that. <laughs> and I'd say, here, just color. And I'd draw lines or something and they could just go in there and color whatever color they wanted on there because the blue core was blue all the time. But at least when they put different colored markers on there it would accept the markers and it made it a little bit easier wow. to see now the blue core the blue core stuff i never i didn't fly more than in my cul-de-sac so it wasn't like i was flying way up in yeah, the but air it's still or, the same you know, the same half. rules basically apply i mean you just they do you just brought back a good memory of mine um i used to take uh my blue core stuff and i i have two girls and i would do the same thing i'd come up i'd show up with a bunch of markers my you know once again i read my wife's craft room and take all our markers, <laughs> and I'd go down to my kids, and I'd go, go nuts. And I'd just hand them, you know, hand them a bunch of markers and tell them to paint my, my plane up. I mean, sometimes that backfired. I'd get a, I might end up with a unicorn or something. But anyway, still, I'd let them go and color it, and they used to love it. So they'd, they'd paint whatever on my plane, and I'd go out, and, like you said, into the cul-de-sac, and I'd start flying it, and their friends would come around, and they, 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 got, a kid, they got a big kick out of it. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> That's what the girls were yellow every time. But uh, yeah, I, I definitely with the Sharpies, I, I forgot about using Sharpies in the blue core type of, uh, you know, building building planes. That's that that's another thing you can use. But once again, you have to do a little prep work. I'm not prepping the plane so much, but after you paint it, it's good to go over it with that Minwax or with something because sometimes that the permanent marker will come off on your hands. I have had that before. It came off. Now you got now you got rainbows <laughs> yeah. on your fingers. Yeah. So you know, and then all of a sudden you're touching your mouth, and people are thinking you're wearing lipstick or some weird lipstick. <laughs> you are one pathetic loser. <laughs> hey, what's up with you, clown? Exactly. Oh, I just got off of work. Uh. So one of the other things that I know, like when I prepare my plane up for, I'm doing a tape job, um, in order sometimes to get it to stick, using a, a heat gun or an iron. Uh, will definitely help tack down or tighten up that tape. It does shrink ever so much. Uh, now you can make it shrink like a bad dog if you have the, the iron turned up too high. But like you, you have, this is one of those things you have to experiment with. But, uh, if you get the temperature just right, it will definitely make the tape stick, and it will shrink the tape just a little bit, and just make your plane look all nice and smooth and shiny and nice. Yeah, that's true. I I've done that as well. It's the same. It's the same principle as uh, putting like monocoat the covering on. Yeah, uh, monocoat or something. Yeah, monocoat covering. You just have to be careful because if you stuck your iron to that tape and it was too hot, man, that sucker will just disappear. Yeah, <laughs> it'll, it'll it definitely will it'll definitely do that shrinking, like those shrinky dink things. Yeah, and exactly. your foam too. Your foam will actually burn up too. You know, you don't want to be sticking an iron, a hot iron, to your foam. We just talked about monocoat. I, I totally forgot about that monocoat. Uh, it usually comes in a big roll. It's what, like three feet by six feet or something of film. And yeah, something like they that. also make trim sheets. You can go to the hobby store and buy these little trim sheets and they're, I don't know, about uh, six inches wide, maybe a foot long. And you can get them in all sorts of colors. If you want to have like a fluorescent color on a, you know, you have a plane and you just want to put some fluorescent accents on it or something, you can buy one of these sheets you can cut it up, make it whatever shape, and then just iron it on on your aircraft. Typically, using those trim sheets, it's pretty quick. And the nice part about them, compared to the tape, the tape is a little translucent. It's great against a white plane and then the tape. 
But if you were overlapping the tape or let's say the, you had a, the plane was already colored. So if you had a red plane and you were trying to put like a light color, like a yellow or I don't know, some other color that doesn't quite go, the yellow might not show up against the red underneath it because it'll actually bleed through. You'll see that red color through the yellow and you won't get the yellow pop that you wanted. Where if you go with the trim tape, this trim, these trim tape things, you'll get the yellow automatically. Yeah, they actually have uh, glue on the back of them. I think yeah, they're like well, a yeah. sticker. The ones yeah. that I've encountered exactly. anyway, yes. the, they have they have uh, fluorescent colors. They have plain colors. They have the checkerboard uh, red and black. They have checkerboard red and white. Oh, I like the checkerboard. That's yeah, what I like. So to if use. you, I, I usually put. Sometimes I've used those uh, in in the past. I've used those as for the mm. wing tips. Yes. or the tail, and you can especially. see them really well. Yeah, you just cut it out and you just put them on there. They will stick to the uh, yes. foam. But uh, they stick better if you put a little heat to it. Not yeah, a just, lot. Not a lot. Just a Don't go crazy, kind of folks. <laughs> no. I did just what you told me. Don't want to go crazy. I melted a hole right through the wind. I know. We're going to get all kinds of comments. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get some negative reviews. Those morons told me to use an iron on my brand new foam airplane. No, I wouldn't tell anybody that. Just uh, maybe, you know, a, like a heat gun or a, a, a hair dryer. Put a little heat on there, and it'll it'll kind of shrink up and yeah, hold for, to the glue. And if you put Minwax on there before, it'll stick yeah. There another as tip well. that I would tell people: the next time you get a package or you get something from uh, Amazon or something, and you know they pack the styrofoam, keep that styrofoam box and just throw it in the corner somewhere. And then when we're telling you these tips of things to try or whatever, try it on that styrofoam box because once again, styrofoam or styrene is like the weakest type of foam you can get. And so if it works on the styrene, you got a 99% chance that it's going to work on, the, you know, whatever foam you're working on, you know, whatever EPO foam or whatever. But try it on the styrene, try the technique, the, the temperatures, try ironing a little, just a little scrap piece on there. And then to, you know, get your temperature set or, you know, do the spray painting thing we were talking about. See if it melts, if it melts the foam, then you, then you can, you can figure out how far you have to keep it from the, from the foam. Um, so I definitely recommend that. And if you're going to use heat, start with a low setting and work your way up. Don't start with the highest setting and work down. It never seems to work out very well that way. Well, unless you want to do a science project. and Hey, everybody, come watch this. <laughs> That's the last thing you hear everybody say? Yeah. Hey. Hey, look at my yeah. new airplane. Watch hey, Earl, this. Hey, Earl, hold my beer. Yeah, exactly. I'll show you some acrobatics. What other things that can we do to make our, our airplanes more Well, visible? we talked about taping. We talked about our regular painting. Uh, we talked about using stuff like holographic film. Let's see. What else What else crazy things have we about done? About going on to Hobby King and looking for those LED strips. Oh, yes. Yes, good point. You have some of those. Unfortunately, I've, I've never really gotten into that, but you have several airplanes that have LED strips. Right, and on. they're not that difficult to do. They, uh, the LED strips, they're actually quite neat. They come in a roll, and you can pick different colors and I want to say they run about five dollars a piece for you know a roll of once again I want to say about a meter you know about three feet or so so you get these things and at the very end of them they'll have a they have a two tabs and one tab will say positive the other one will say negative so you just get some wire and you hook it up for positive and negative and you go back to the power source which um, I, I want to say they run at three volts, five volts. Right. Five well, volts, three to three five, volts. three to five volts. It'll say it on the ad or you know the box or whether they run at twelve volts or whether they're five volt ones. And if they're five volt ones, then you can you, you basically can make a lead that you can plug into your receiver. So you just plug it into whatever spare slot you have on your receiver, and it'll power all the power strips. And if they're twelve volts, then you just you make a lead that goes straight to uh, that you can plug it into your you can go into your charge lead, or you can come off your off your escape. For when you plug it into the battery, so you know you could you could go either way. Doing these things, it's great because during super like high noon, you may not notice the colors, but if you go out and it's just a little you know before dark or it's a little overcast day, wow, those strips. I mean, they just pop, and you can just see it's amazing how well they work. Yeah, I, I was pretty impressed by them. I mean, when I saw them up at your place, I was like, whoa, I got to get some of these. I just haven't. I I don't have any airplanes that would actually do well with those. Not yet anyway. I'm still still well, looking. And and, the, <laughs> and not, and they not only make the LED strips, you know, for more for night flying and for some other things, but during the day, 
some other guys that I that I know up here, they've been using they have these little strobe LEDs. And those things, I, I want to say they're like three watt strobes. You'll you'll get blinded by those things in the daytime. And so if you put those on the wingtips yeah. or on the tail or however you want to put them for orientation, wow, they really I mean, they're quite noticeable during high noon. It's amazing. And and forget it, if you let it get dark, you'll blind yourself. You know, you'll ruin your night blind I mean your night uh, vision with those things. Because they're so I can't see. <laughs> uh, of course you can't see it's dark. <laughs> exactly. The electronics are, are great. And plus, uh, one, like if you have an EDF or some of the EDFs, they actually make these little rings that go inside where the EDF is and you hook it up to the throttle to the throttle connection. Like they'll have it coming off a, like a uh, Y lead and uh, you, you know, plug a Y lead into your receiver. When you up the throttle, it will increase the glow of the LED. So it looks like an afterburner. And that's pretty neat. And they're inexpensive. They're only that like is pretty said, impressive. five to fifteen bucks for for some of these things. Yeah, it takes a little bit to kind of get them all put together. Uh, you got to be able to solder, I think, and and understand a little bit of electronics. But I think in the long run, it's uh, it's another option. Now, unfortunately, most of the airplanes that are coming out these days already come pre-packaged. They just open the box. They look great. They've got a a paint coat on them. They look just like the real airplane. But I think if you're designing a flat foamy or you're getting a kit that's not basically painted up and ready to go, it's a good idea to to jump into the tape or jump into the paint world and, and try to make your airplane where it's visible from more than just a foot away. You want to be able to fly it. And it's important to make sure that you know which direction your airplane is flying and your markings on the aircraft can help with and, that. And to touch upon the point that you just said it, you know, if you have a pop- popular aircraft that everybody's buying, whether it's a little UM, UM, UMX aircraft or uh, something larger, and everybody's flying at the park with them, you know, just doing a couple of little tape jobs or just adding a little accent to your plane, A, it helps differentiate your plane from everybody else's. Case in point, the Fun Cub became really popular up here uh, where I'm at in Alaska, everybody at my club loved the plane. And I, I want to say like 20 guys got them. So if we'd have a fun fly event, you know, there'd be 20 fun club, uh, fun cubs flying at the same time. That gets a little confusing when everybody's flying the exact same aircraft. And then everybody started doing their plane different. My aircraft, I, I had equipped with LEDs throughout the whole thing. So when you turned it on, it just glowed. And, um, another guy, you know, painted his to look like uh, a state trooper cub, uh, other guys, you know, painted the whole thing up like an Alaska flag. It just, it was amazing. It was great just to come and show up and see how the guys had painted their plane to look different. And it was, it was showed their creativity and it was just fun. And of course it gave what I like about when people start doing that and you can share those ideas is you're not like stealing an idea, but it just gives you something else to think about. It gives you another technique to use, or it inspires you to try something similar on a different aircraft at a later time. And, uh, I, I, that's what I really like about the, the sport and the hobby. Yeah. I used to put a number on my airplanes. I'd, I'd put one, two, three, four, because there were several guys that had, you know, similar airplanes that, and it helped me figure out what, what my model selector was. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Back way back when we only could have like six, <laughs> six or five or 10. Yeah, models that's only. right. Yeah. I could see why you're doing that. And you couldn't put a name in there. You just had to guess, you know, so this is Model 1, this is Model 2. <laughs> no, there, like you said, there was Model easier. 1, Model 2. That was the name of the plane. There was no selecting a name. That was. Wasn't it down at your place? I came down for one of the festivals, and we showed up, and they everybody was flying like an erratics. They had like they had like a big – Oh, right. They had like five of them all at the same time. Everybody started flying close to each other. Everybody started losing SA on who had whose plane, and, you know – so Joe's trying to fly Bill's plane and Bill's trying to f- fly Frank's plane. And, you know, they, they lost total situational awareness. And then there was erratics falling out of the skies and they were having their collisions and they're smacking each other. Yeah, that was that was it was a good idea until it went bad. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I know that you and I, uh, one of these last electric festivals, had the same problem with the wings. We were doing formation stuff, and you kind of got a little situational. Yeah, well, you know, they're zipping around at, uh, you know, 100 miles an hour, and you're trying to get close to the next guy, and then the next thing you know, you're you're doing some turns, loops, or whatever, and then you go, my plane's not reacting like it's supposed to. 
And then you're like, wow, that, that was a really beautiful turn. And then you'd say something like, why are you flying over there? Or why are you diving at the ground? And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm just doing this beautiful arc over here. That's my plane, dude. Oh, come on. Yes. Well, I didn't help you any because both of my wings are, are orange, bright orange. So they're both the same color. I was flying your, your wing. I didn't have mine. That's right. Oh, yes. yeah. That's, oh, yeah. So you were watching us both come around, and I was going to come by with a low pass. You were on my wing, and you're like, wow, I'm flying great. In the meantime, it was headed to the ground. (laughs) Oh, it's good to have EPP airplanes, because that thing bounced about 10 feet in the air when it hit. The power of EPP. It was amazing. So there you go, folks. Yeah, it was a good time. Don't do like us. It's a funny story now, but it wasn't at the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't funny at the time. Uh, it's kind of like, hey, what happened? My airplane's not reacting at all. Well, those are all really good things, Jay. I'm I'm sure hopefully our listeners will take some of that to heart and put uh, the right kind of either paint or uh, tape on their airplane to make uh, their airplanes pop, pop in the air so they can, they can be able to see it. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening to us tonight on our podcast on Flying for the Blind. I hope everybody got some information on how to make their aircraft pop and differentiate themselves from other people's aircraft. Well, we want to let everybody know to go to our website at parkflyerpodcast.com. Go to the subscribe page. You can subscribe on iTunes or on Android or by email, Google Play, or even on Stitcher, or just grab the RSS feed. Also, go ahead and go on iTunes and leave us a star rating and review. That way we can uh, increase our standings on iTunes. We appreciate you joining us tonight. Jay, it's been a great pleasure to have you and on thanks as for having always. Me as always. And we should see you uh, next, uh, what, two weeks, I guess, right? Two weeks from now, we'll have another episode. Every other week or episode. This will be season two for our next episodes. And we're moving right along. So we appreciate it. Y'all have a good night, and we'll see you out at the park. Keep on flying. Good night. You have been listening to the Park Flyer Podcast. Thanks for joining us, and we look forward to your next visit. Please feel free to email your questions, topics, or suggestions to parkflyerpodcast at gmail.com.